0: Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back. I am so grateful you are taking time today to listen to my podcast. Today's episode is one that I am really excited about and it's a topic that I love discussing, which I know I say a lot. There's a lot of things I like talking about, (laughs) but this one in particular is truly a habit in my life that has changed my life and i can't wait to share that with you today a couple weeks ago i had a podcast episode all about minimalism and in that i talk about how the pace of minimalism or the the effect of minimalism on my life has impacted the pace of my life and also a few weeks back i talk about If you're someone that lives for the weekend, I shared some advice for how to implement rhythms into your life that allows you to enjoy your Monday through Friday a little bit more. And one of the things that I had shared is having one day a week where you don't have any plans, and it's a day that's focused on doing what is life-giving, doing things that are restful, and all of those different things from that podcast episode to the minimalism one to the one today, I'm breaking down the idea of having a rest day once a week and why that is something that I prioritize, why it has changed my life, what it looks like for Isaac and I, and just sharing more insight when it comes to how to apply it to your life. I, I not necessarily wanting to create an equation out of it and say like, it has to look this specific way to be a restful day. But for me, it has been so life-changing since I implemented it into my weekly rhythm. And if you're in the church, a lot of people refer to that day as Sabbath, which can have some very negative connotations with it. So that's why I use more of the phrasing of a rest day or a day of fun or a day once a week that's set aside for things that are life-giving. I'll use Sabbath and rest day interchangeably because I believe that The negative connotations with sabbath or if someone has experienced sabbath in their past under the religious connotation that the negativity around it is not at all what god intended it to be and so by using a phrase like it's our rest day that aligns in my heart more with connotations that god would want to associate with that day where when we think about rest we think about refreshment and refueling and when we think about fun we think about joy and things that are life-giving and i won't go long on the biblical analysis of sabbath and really unpacking what god intends us to do with that day but i will say that in the end i believe that sabbath or a day of rest is intended to refill us and have a priority of things that are restful and life-giving and where we get to experience more of the goodness of god i think that that day is meant to include worship and delight and to me those things go hand in hand where the more life giving activities that i have or the more things that i do on that given day that are focused on joy and rest and And spending time with people that I love and eating really good food or doing a fun activity or being in my garden, whatever it may be, that allows me to experience more of the goodness of who God is because God has gifted me and blessed me with those things. And it also creates space for me to realize I don't always have to be producing. I don't always have to be checking things off my to-do list. I don't hold the universe in my hands. I don't control my life. God is the author and the creator and and the one that's in control of the details. And I get to rest in that truth and have confidence in him directing my steps. And that rest day once a week is a physical manifestation of believing that truth in my heart of saying, okay, I'm going to have a day where I get to enjoy all of the goodness and the abundance that God has given me. In a posture of gratitude and also taking what I need, where some weeks, like I've mentioned, I am just craving social. So I want my Saturdays to be full of all the people that I love and having a barbecue or going to someone's house or talking to people on the phone, whatever that may be. But then other Saturdays, I may just want to have a really low key day where I'm sleeping in, I'm just spending the day with Isaac. I'm doing hobbies and activities that are a little bit more introverted. I'm taking a nap. I'm going to bed early. Like it just allows me to take what I need. And I believe that that is the posture that God wants us to have when it comes to that day of it should be our favorite day of the week. That's how life giving that day should be. So when it comes to what day of the week it is, I don't think there's any specific guideline around that. To be completely honest, I pick Saturday because, well, Isaac and I pick Saturday because we love the idea of after a full work week, we have this day to just relax and decompress. And then Sundays for us are more of preparing for the week, working on projects. Um, But I don't want you to have the assumption that there's one specific right way to have a rest day, or if you're Christian, to create a way or an equation around how to observe the sabbath and have a sabbath day i think that what's interesting is there's a lot of gray area when it comes to sabbath in the bible and i believe that that's intentional i think that god doesn't give us very specific parameters around what day of the week and how long it should be and what we should do when you're looking at new testament you know after the resurrection his uh approach to sabbath or even when jesus was on earth and going about his ministry, the way he communicated about it, was very different than Old Testament Sabbath. And I won't get into all the reasons why, but if you look at the New Testament and the way that Jesus talks about it and the way that God has purposed it in our lives, and even in the Old Testament as well, that there aren't a lot of rules and regulations around it. And it's for that reason, I believe, so that you can be creative because all of us are gonna need different things. I know for some people going on a 14 mile run is super restful and very life-giving and will allow them to experience more of the presence of God. <laughs> I am not wired that way. That sounds like suffering. That sounds like work. I would not enjoy doing that, but working in my garden for 2 hours or spending 3 hours in the kitchen baking and making meals, that is super fun to me. I love that and that's going to fill my soul. So it's going to look different to all of us and Especially based on season of life. You know, if you're single, it's going to look different. If you're married, it's going to look different. If you have kids, it's going to look different. So, the whole purpose, though, is to analyze what does rest look like to you and what does your soul need? And how can you incorporate those things into an amount of time every week so that you can experience more of the presence of God? And if you aren't a believer, so that you can experience just more of getting your refreshment and your soul and feeling awake and feeling your like you're your whole self, not just running on empty and not just numbing out. So that's the preface there of I understand that Sabbath or rest days can have negative connotations, but what really changed it for me was John Mark Comer's book, which you have heard me mention a hundred times at this point, but The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry is literally a book that changed my life. And part of the reason why it did is because of The way he explained sabbath and the way that he explained the intended biblical purpose of resting one day every week and his perspective on it was really focused on worship joy delight life-giving rest recharge restoration all of these words that have very positive connotations to it Anyway, I won't go into all the things that he said, but that book and his explanation of what rest is for, and we're given this gift, God is literally saying take, take this portion every week and enjoy, savor, appreciate, be grateful for, realize that you don't have to live life with the mentality of always on the hamster wheel or always having to produce and make progress forward or work on a to-do list or work on the projects. Like life will be waiting for you after you come out of your space of rest and recharge and fulfillment. So that is my introduction for this episode. And part of the, I mean, the biggest thing was of course the book, but Isaac and I have been implementing a rest day once a week on Saturdays since October. Um, last fall, we were going through a really hard season in our life and I got to the point where I was just like, I need to make some changes because my mind could never settle down. I felt like there was just always things coming up and I felt really overwhelmed and things felt really hard and out of my control. And I got to this point of realizing, you know what? Maybe having one day every week where I remind myself that I'm not in control of everything could be really helpful. So I decided to implement this and Isaac was totally on board and it just creates a heart posture and a mindset that I need because a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and a lot of overwhelm stems from the idea that we have to have it all under control or that we have to have a plan. We have to know what's next. We need to be prepared for it. A lot of the mentality of our society of hustle culture plays into that. But by forcing my mind, body, soul, spirit to take a break for 24 hours every single week is so counter being human at times, but also counter our culture. And it allowed my mind and that reset to remember the truth of, oh, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have everything done in a day. Things are going to come together as God intends them to come together. I'm trusting him with that, and I'm asking him for that direction, and he is telling me to rest. So that's what I'm going to do. And in that season, it was very freeing because the rest came from a place of desperation. I needed it. I couldn't sustain the pace that I was going, especially facing the challenges that I was facing. So taking that portion and realizing God is telling me to stop and take a break and have a date to do the things that fill me with joy, I wanted to accept that invitation. So it was a little bit of season of life and kind of realizing that I was close to burnout and overexhaustion and in a hard season where I just needed reprieve. I needed a break. I needed to feel whole in the midst of some really challenging things that were happening around Isaac and I in our life that were just really taking a toll on our overall personalities, honestly, and more so mine because I'm far more emotional than Isaac is. But that was a big part of it. And then reading John Mark Homer's book and realizing, oh, wow, like I understood Sabbath. I understood rest in the wrong way. I had previously looked at it from more of a legalistic perspective or thinking how on earth am I going to apply that to my life? And, you know, maybe hearing about it from people's lives that were very different than mine so i didn't know if if i wasn't able to hit that expectation or that standard was it not going to be good enough so all of that to say it came from a place of i needed it but it was also a matter of accepting the invitation that god had given me and whether you believe in jesus or not or have a relationship with him it's still something that i believe is so incredibly powerful because we don't prioritize the things that are life-giving. We don't prioritize allowing ourselves to be filled back up so that we can show up in the world better versions of ourselves pouring out to the people that are around us. We're just always kind of, you know, 20 miles left on the gas tank and cruising with that low ratio available instead of filling back up and pouring back out and filling back up and pouring back out. We're just like giving a little bit here and a little bit there because we only have a little bit to to pull from. So This is a practice that, like I said, whether you are a believer or not, I wholeheartedly believe it could change your life because it has absolutely changed mine. And one thing that I heard from a pastor of ours that I was listening to, he was talking about how grief, hardship, overwhelm, hard things, whatever... Is inevitable. It's going to find you. You don't have to look for those things. You don't have to create space for those things. It's just a part of living in a broken world. And he then said that because of hard things being inevitable, the fact is, joy isn't. Having joy, having a life that's postured with gratitude or what's life giving or feeling filled in the midst of things that are challenging that are going on, that joy is not inevitable. It's not going to naturally just find you. You have to create space for joy in your life. You have to fight to create space for joy in your life and have activities and community and things that you enjoy doing to experience that joy and to experience that restoration. And it's in creating the space of where we can experience joy that we are then stronger and have the posture of, being able to handle those challenging things without them taking us out. And so he was talking about it from the perspective of Sabbath or that day of rest is that space, that commitment, that margin in your calendar that says, this is the space for joy that I will fight for so that I can be refilled no matter what's going on in my life. And it was just something that I think I'll take with me for the rest of my life of realizing, you know what? Yeah, hard things are inevitable, but joy isn't. So what are we doing in our lives to experience more of it? Because if you just sit around and wait for joy to come your way, it's likely not going to happen that way. It's a mindset shift. It's a schedule reorganization. It's communicating with people in your life to prioritize what's important to you, what's life-giving, what's restorative. Because again, burnout is so real, but a lot of it can be prevented. And so that mindset shift was important too for me to also realize, oh, I'm gonna fight to create this space and I'm gonna prioritize this day because I need to allow room for joy to come into my life. And this is a way that I can do that. One thing that people have asked me when it comes to my rest day is how do you know what to do on those days? Like, are they boring? do you have the same plan, the same routine? And what I tell them is in the beginning, I mean, it's so, it was so against kind of the way that we lived our lives on the weekends. I mean, we've been living in a renovation for seven years. So a lot of our time was given to projects or just a lot of pre-planned things on our calendars. And so we just kind of go into the weekend with whatever was already scheduled and then sometimes feel more drained than when we started. So it was just it wasn't a natural thing for us to just slow down and create the practice of rest on saturdays fast forward where we are now it's a lot easier and the the rhythm feels a lot more natural but in the beginning We didn't have necessarily a specific set routine. What I started with, which was really helpful, is I created a never list. So I focused on the things that I would never do on Saturdays and I listed out all of the the draining tasks that I just didn't like. I don't like doing the dishes. I don't like running errands. I don't like going to Home Depot and Lowe's for project stuff. I don't like doing laundry. Like there's a lot of things where I'm like, okay, I do these every other day of the week. Saturday is going to be the day where I don't do any of these tasks. So that's what I started with and that's where I encourage people in my life to start is don't be so preoccupied on what the day is going to look like or what the activities are that you're going to do. Focus on what you're cutting out that's draining you. And, you know, sometimes for some people it's cutting out technology or it's cutting out a lot of plans with other people or working on house projects or running errands. You can start with that because it helps create the framework of, okay, that's what you don't want to do. So then you can better figure out how do you want the day to feel. And when you focus on that, you can add the activities into it. And like I said, some weeks we have a really packed Saturday where we're seeing lots of the people that we love and that's what we both need. Other Saturdays, I just want a lot of time alone and Isaac may go golfing and I might put her around in the yard and read a really good book and eat a really good meal. Like there's some things that are very consistent like we love our levi lesko sermons so every single saturday morning just for example we sleep in we wake up we have coffee or tea and we watch levi lesko we watch the sermon for that weekend and then isaac makes breakfast so that is like how we always start our saturdays and then really the rest of the day is pretty flexible depending on what we need and what we want to be filled by so Everyone, it's going to look different. I mean, I have friends that have kids and they've brought up, how am I supposed to do this? Because I have kids and I won't be able to just rest and nap and hang out and, you know, have a life on a Saturday like someone like Isaac and I would without kids. And I just told them, I was like, it's going to look different for you. So maybe it's something as simple as you only have all of your meals on paper plates and you don't do any dishes or Maybe you spend time with your extended family on Saturdays or you go to someone else's house for dinner or you have people over for dinner or you have a day where it's just being outside all day long and you don't even really do real meals. You just have snacks and hang out and there's no set structure or routine and the kids may go to bed earlier, stay up late or whatever. But it's just figuring it out and being creative to say, what do you need? What does your family need? What does your soul need? What do you physically need and to create space for that because it's going to look different every week and I think that's something that we don't really talk about as much is don't get caught up on the structure and the I should do this or I shouldn't do this. Experience the day for what it's supposed to be to you. After a Saturday, you should feel refueled or refreshed in some way. Saturdays are going to look different. There's some Saturdays where I'm like this is literally the most perfect day and other Saturdays I'm like I was bored a lot but I found some like pretty fun things to do. So boredom will come with it, but honestly I think that's really good because in our society, especially with technology and all the constant opportunity for entertainment, we don't even allow ourselves to be bored. And in that boredom, really good things can come out of it and it has for Isaac and I. So that is something where It's going to look different for everyone. But creating that never list is really helpful for me, at least to just have some boundaries and parameters of "Eh, these things are not fun. I don't want to do them. And basically the question for the day that Isaac and I use to filter, you know, are we going to do something or are we not going to do something? The main question is, does that sound fun to you or does it feel like an obligation? Do you feel like you have to do that today? we only do things that sound enjoyable or sound restful and it sounds kind of crazy and i can understand if you're thinking that of like wow how do you have a day where it's only things that you want to do here's what i'll say it takes practice in the beginning it was really hard because i just didn't know what that rhythm was going to feel like or really know what i wanted or really even knew the activities that were restful for me or that were life-giving for me and i knew the things that i enjoyed doing but it's a lot of just kind of retraining your brain on that day to like seek out and to feel the indulgence of, I get to do the things that sound fun and I get to spend quality time with my spouse or my family or my friends. And we don't prioritize that naturally. We we put ourselves last. We focus on all the things that we have to get done and that need to get done and And we don't stop long enough to really figure out what do we need and how do we refuel. And so in the beginning, it was a little clunky and we kind of figured out, okay, these are the things that we do really enjoy. Here's some things that I feel I should be doing. And then Isaac was really good with accountability to say, that seems like something that you feel obligated to do. That doesn't seem fun. You probably shouldn't do it today. It can wait for any other day of the week. But now it's more of a practice, and it will always be a practice. No two Saturdays are going to look the same, and that's not the point. It's just knowing that you have that space on your calendar to receive what's life-giving and to experience more of that delight in your life and the gratitude and the appreciation and the blessings, for me specifically, creates more of a heart of worship towards God and everything he's given me and allows me to experience his goodness and his rest and his protection over me of saying, okay, like this is a reminder every week that God's got my life under control. And this is what that posture looks like of me abiding and resting and refilling and trusting in him to take care of everything else. Cause he's giving me that gift. It's an invitation. You don't have to Sabbath. You don't have to have a day of rest. God is not going to love you any more or any less if you Sabbath or if you don't full stop Sabbath. Having a day of rest is an invitation. It's something you can say yes to. It's something you can say no to. But God knows you're exhausted. God knows you're burned out. God knows you have a lot going on in any given week. So He's offering you the invitation to just slow down and take a break for 24 hours, refuel, experience Him, experience the goodness of your life, and then you step back into it the next day. But I will say that having that pace that slows you down it then adjusts your mentality on how you live the remaining six days of the week and with minimalism paired with this it has slowed my pace down because i realized i don't have a capacity like everyone else we all have different capacities we all have different things we want to do in life i don't have to be like everyone else and i don't have to do all the things so it helped me reevaluate what's actually life-giving where am i called in obedience to live into my calling how do I want to show up at work? What type of work-life balance do I want to have? How do I want to show up in the world and in my relationships? How do I want to feel? And what do I want my relationship with God to look like? So it created a lot of analysis, but also impact on every other day of the week. And with the never list, with the things that I don't do on Saturdays, it also makes me a lot less frustrated and overwhelmed by them throughout the week because I know I have a break coming. And I'm under no obligation to do any of those things. So it shifted my perspective to not feel as overwhelmed by the chore list and all the things that are just constantly needing to be done. So that was also extremely life-giving. Saturdays have become truly my favorite day of the week. And you'll know if your Saturdays are truly restful and enjoyable, or at least filled with activities that you enjoy doing or experiences that are meaningful if it becomes a day that you genuinely love. And so that's kind of the perspective of the way I'm looking at it is creating a day or creating plans based on what I think will fill me up and what I think will allow me to experience more of the goodness of the life God has given me today in this season, no matter what I'm going through to say, there is goodness where I am, and the boundary lines of my life have fallen in pleasant places. And that is a verse in Psalms, which I just referenced. But realizing that there is goodness in any season that we're walking through is so paramount to handling hard things in life. And this rhythm of Sabbath stemmed from a season where I was so exhausted and it has been nothing but life-giving to me. And I wanted to take time today to share that with you because I wholeheartedly believe like I said, whether you love Jesus or not, if you create space, and maybe you can't give a full day, okay? Maybe you can give two hours once a week or half a day, or maybe it's sometimes Monday afternoons and or Monday mornings, whatever that day looks like. If you can carve out space to allow your soul to rest and refuel and to create space for joy to exist and for you to experience more of the goodness of God in your life, or for you to just come into more of that fully awake version of who you're made to be, it will change your life. It has changed mine. I knew that I would enjoy it, but I did not know how life-giving and how powerful the impact of these rest days every single week would be for Isaac and I. And it has been nothing but a gift. But you have to fight for it. You have to commit to creating space for it. It won't just happen. Life is busy. There are tons of demands. People are inviting you to things. People need you for things. There's so much that can happen in a day-to-day and in our weeks. But if we previously commit and we prepare for the day, it takes preparation. I'm preparing. I'm getting groceries the day before. I'm making sure that some of the chores that might feel overwhelming to me, like laundry, are buttoned up or that we have clean dishes and we're good to go. It takes the preparation, but the preparation is so worth it. And some weeks my preparation isn't that great. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going into Saturday and we're going to rest and everything's going to be fine. But fight for it and create the space in your life for it because it's going to allow more joy to exist and for your soul to be restored. I hope that this is encouraging. I hope that this isn't putting some equation or plan or parameters around what this day of joy should be for you. If anything, I hope that it inspires you and helps shift your perspective on the way Sabbath and a day of rest is intended and the invitation that it is and the incredible impact and the life-giving power that it has in our lives. I hope you have a really great rest of your week and that this upcoming weekend or whenever you can put it into your calendar that you will prioritize a day of rest or a half day or a morning and just evaluate how you feel and that it blesses you as much as it's been a blessing to me.